it's happy hour again from uptown new orleans happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network it's neworleans.com hi i'm grant morris when you walk into a bar in new orleans and you pull up a bar stool you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you what you do know is no matter what they look like what they're wearing whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's new orleans and this is happy hour a cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common other than we're all new Orleans in a bar today we're at the fabulous wayfair on ferret street which is a couple of blocks down from napoleon avenue it used to be called the, the killing fields here for a while but now it's all got hip and groovy and you can come in and you can enjoy happy hour here for three no four hours every single day at wayfair from three to seven and they have an awesome brunch on the weekends. And the music you're hearing in the background is being played by C.R. Groover, who's normally a member of the New Orleans Suspects, but we've managed to sneak him away here for today. Also being joined by photographer Curtis Knapp. Hey, Curtis, how's it going? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm getting there. You're getting there? Yes. One more Coca-Cola and you'll be in good shape. Okay. And Ali James is here too. Hi, Ali. Hi. How's it going? Great. Good. Okay. Just talking to that microphone. Okay, so let me just tell you a little bit about Happy Hour. Today is brought to us by Strategic Resumes, by Travel Central Elementary, by Basics Swim and Gym, by Hangover Destroyer, and by the Positive Vibrations Foundation, who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of the arts, music, culture, and heritage. If you'd like to be a member of our Patreon family, you can go to patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour, and you too can be a member of our Happy Hour family for as little as a dollar a month. Andrew Duhon is not here today. He's on the road somewhere. If you want to find out if he's in a town near you, go to andrewduhon.com and check him out. Or you can also look for his new record, False River. That's out anywhere you buy or steal music. C.R. Groover, thank you very much. Oh, very nice. My pleasure. Thank Thanks. you. Seamlessly integrated into the whole thing. Where did the C.R. come from? Have you always been that? Yeah, I was, uh, I was named that at birth. So it's been my You're, whole life. Are you a christened C.R.? I was christened C.R. My, my father's name was uh, Charles... Uh, Robert, so he didn't want me to be a Chuck or a Chaz or a Charlie or a Bobby, and so he went with CR, and I've been that what, ever since. And what was he? He was. Uh, Did he people was call him Charles or Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> Did people he, call him Charles or a, Chuck or what? He was Bobby until he was about forty-eight years old, and finally shook the Bobby and became Bob, which I think is part of his intrepidation of me being a Chucky, a derivative. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though because uh, after being in New Orleans now for twelve years, my nickname has become Charlie. A, lot, right? a lot of my musician friends call me Charlie. So as much as I've fought it my entire life, here so we are. So now you're back to Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. <Yeah>. So <laughs> that's where, how it works, you, right? where did you come from? Where did, where did you start out? I, I moved here from Colorado, uh, but I was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. And for anyone who doesn't know you, you're one of the most New Orleans piano players wow. of all time. Wow. You're, you're in, the, in the same line as Chuck Washington, <laughs> Professor Longhead, Dr. John, John Cleary. Sarah. Right, of course. And, and you. And now Charlie. Hey, in Charlie. <laughs> but how did you get to be able to play? Have you, have you guys ever heard C.R. play? Have you, Curtis, have you heard him no, play? No, sorry. Have you ever heard? I have. I don't remember. What just, do you just now, just the last few minutes. Do you want to play like two or three bars of some real New Orleans thing just to show these guys what I'm talking about? You see what I mean? You see what I'm saying? I'm not making that up, right? <laughs> that is the real deal. How did you learn to, how do you come from Colorado and be able to play like a real New Orleans piano? I was lucky in that my father, Bobby, Bob, was a, uh, New Orleans was his favorite city in the entire world. So he would come down here four times a year on 
air quote, business, mm-hmm. what he wow. would call business. What did he do, actually? He was in public relations. Oh, he, really? I'm not sure what he did here. I, I doubt it was <laughs> legitimate business, but it was fun for him, and he'd come home with records. So I was raised with this huge record collection of New Orleans music. Wow. Um, he was good buddies with Al Hurt and, uh, and hung with Pete Fountain a little bit. So he loved music and uh, surrounded us by to, it. I wonder how you get to meet Al Hurt if you come down here on business. He was a fun guy. <laughs> so, Your dad was? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was always the life of the party. Right. So I was raised with that music and uh, always inspired by it. And as I discovered that kind of piano style, like in Little Feet and other rock and roll bands, I always gravitated towards it. And so right. uh, it's been a part of my, my life musically for, for my whole life, really. And what made you <clears throat> finally come here then? I met a girl ah, in Colorado. That's what does it. Yep. And, and she's from here. She's from here. She dragged probably you back. ten generations deep. And uh, after Katrina hit, she wanted to be closer to her family, so she dragged me, kicking and screaming. Well, it must be but awful really. for you living here. That's horrible. <laughs> I, I can't imagine said how. You, but how could you survive anywhere else, though? Where else could you I, live? I couldn't. I can't believe I have that long. So, <laughs> yeah. When she yeah. said she wanted to move to New Orleans, I said, "Let's leave tomorrow." Right. You know, as a piano player, there's no better place to be. Right. So. And how did you get hooked up with the? New Orleans Suspects. So it used to be called The Usual it Suspects. It started as The Usual. Right. Yes. So it, it was a Maple Leaf thing. Uh, okay. the, the owner, Hank Staples, yeah. is uh, he would put together a, a band. Uh, whenever a band wouldn't show up or he'd forget to book one or, or whatever would happen, uh, he'd call around to his, his short list of musicians in the neighborhood and say, I'm just putting together The Usual Suspects. And so ah. I was fortunate enough. I was living in French's Gallery when I first moved here across the street. You were living in French's Leaf. Gallery across the street from the Maple Leaf? Yeah. So, uh, That's got to be a I story. I was part of that short list just by default. Right. <laughs> and uh, it was Reggie Scanlon and myself and Kevin O'Day in the early years and Sam Hoshkiss and Jake Eckert. And that has morphed into what is now. It was, went from The Usual Suspects to then The Unusual Suspects. And then once we became serious and started touring, we right. turned into The New Orleans Suspects. And you were playing where? Curtis. At the Maple Leaf, the Maple Leaf Bar, down okay. Oak Street. Okay, so they told me that this guy Curtis Knapp was going to be on the show today. So I went online to the, on the internet. Fair you know, enough. You know about the internet, Fair right? Enough. Okay. Y- yes. And so this is what I this is what I found. You've taken photographs of, and these are the iconic photos of, of these people as well. Not just some sort of random shot, but the photo you know of Tina Turner, Dennis Hopper, Timothy Leary. The B-52s, Andy Warhol, the iconic Lou Reed photo with the sunglasses. Awesome. John Lennon, Simon LeBont. It goes on and on and on and on and on. There's hundreds of them. Yes. And you live in New I'm, Orleans, too. I'm in witness protection down here. <laughs> it seems like it. And I don't have an ulcer like everyone else back in advertising. Is that where you came from, the advertising? I did it for 20 years. I lived in Japan and... Uh, uh, it was mainly advertising and music companies over there with Japanese talent. It's so easy to say that, isn't it? Just like you just spit it out in half a sentence. I lived in Japan for 20 I years. I add to everything. I can't help it. That was my life. 20 years in Japan? Yeah. How I went for two, but I got trapped by the yen until <laughs> a bubble burst everywhere in the world. Because you were making too much money? No, the bubble just burst, you know, and kids were coming along to the creative directors at Dentsu or... Leo Burnett with digital cameras and oh, yeah, they would well. be paid a quarter of what I was had built up to yeah so well that was the day there was a day when photography just came to an end and that was it but until then you were living in Japan what part of Japan were you Tokyo Yagumo Meguroku Daigaku Station and you speak Japanese I assume 
language. Street language, not textbook. Okay. Yeah. How did you end up in Japan? Uh, ex-wife said, we're going to Japan. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> is she Japanese? Yes, yes. Oh, that's got something to do with it. Okay, so you met a woman who's Japanese who dragged New you York. to Tokyo. You met a woman from New Orleans, Seattle, who dragged you to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Allie, did you meet any woman who dragged you? <laughs> no, but I dragged my husband here. You did? Mm-hmm. So where are you from originally? Natchez, Mississippi. Natchez, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Have you guys been there? Yes. No. That's a hell of a place, Natchez, Mississippi. It is. Isn't it? It's a great place. It's interesting. Do you go back there? Sometimes. For when friends are in town. It's yeah. a super weird town, that's just... It's really strange. It is. On the surface, it's really lovely. Um, yeah, and, but when the sun goes down, it gets what happens really when, what happens? weird and Doesn't matches. Yeah. I would like to see some more of that. I didn't get to see any of that when I was there. What, what happens when the sun goes down? Well, well, the last time I... Well, one of the last times I was there, we were in a bar... Under the hill. I don't know if you've been to the saloon under the yes, hill. Yes, I know exactly where that is. There's like a troll-looking guy that was there when I was there. Yeah, yeah. And if he drinks enough, he will stand on the bar and sing House of the Rising Sun and rip his shirt off wearing a hat with a giant turkey feather in it. Okay. So he's doing that. He's still there. Someone okay. walks in, unzips their jacket, and he's like, look what I found. He has two baby raccoons in it that are now running wild around the bar. Um, yeah. My friend Wayne was showing me how to throw dollar bills into the ceiling. We fell out the back door. At the front door, actually. Yeah, so, it matches. So that, and bars <laughs> stay open all night. It's a resort. It's weird. It's, it is a weird. I had a friend whose husband had gone to rehab, and they were going to Natchez for the holidays. And he said, I've got to find an AA meeting. And there weren't any. He had to go to Port <laughs> Gibson <laughs> to go to AA. What, why would they be, because there's not enough people in Natchez or just nobody quits drinking? No ever? one quits drinking, <laughs> yeah. And what, what did you, did you grow up there from childhood? Um, from lower school, I mean, you know, we moved there well, sixth why, grade. Why would your parents move to Natchez? Yeah, um, oil and gas. Aha. Uh -huh. See, I'm not a musician, I don't know how to use the microphone. <laughs> oil and gas. Yes. There's oil and gas in Natchez. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. What sort of, what, I mean, and I, tourism. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got the feeling when I was, I was only there for like two or three days, but I got the feeling that no one had told them that the Civil War was over. Well, it, still, it, it is a problem. It still seemed to be, <laughs> it still seemed to be black and white com was completely mm. separated. It's, yeah, yeah. It, you know, as much of the South, um, it, it, it definitely has a, a ways to go. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting little town. Um, yeah. But. Well, you got yeah. out of there. Yes. Yeah, but you know, what? go back every now and again. Then you dragged your husband here. Was he from there too? No. Where was he from? Colorado. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he moved here. He had finished graduate school, moved here, and... Um, culture shock? God. It's, <laughs> it's still is a culture shock. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so now he, um, he's been here... I'm trying to think how long we've been together. Twelve years, um, although we are, we are separating. But it's very, very amicable. But it's and, secret. Okay. And I just no, and I just bought a house, and I have a little rental unit in the back, and he lives back there. It's You're great. You're renting the rental unit in your new house to your soon-to-be ex-husband. My husband, and he pays me rent. <laughs> it's working out really well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I know. He just sent me a text that said, I fed the dog. And I'm like, great, good. This is good. So I can stay here drinking. Why, uh, why are you getting divorced? You know, it's just run its course. It was just time. 
Yeah. What? Not really, no. Um, I mean, not if you're going to stay living in the same house and he's well, looking I after know. your dog. I, well, <laughs> and I, I don't think he'll be there forever, but... I mean, maybe he will. Um, I don't know. Anybody been divorced? I just got divorced oh, well, myself about a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Divorce. divorced. You're divorced. Curtis, yeah. are you divorced as well? Yes. Come over here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, Curtis, would you stay living with your ex-wife in the same building and have her look after your dog for you? <laughs> no, I would not do that. I'm still best friends with my f- couple of ladies from the past, but my, my college uh, first love is uh, still my best friend. Okay, but yeah. that was not the woman you married. No. That's where you did the right thing. You stayed friends with someone and didn't marry them. Well, friendship's better than sex. So as I look for the next ex-Mrs. Knapp, you know, it's... Uh, what are you looking for? Not sex. Friendship. You're not looking to have sex with good, the next... Good friendship. What about sex? Is that part of it? Or le- less? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, so yeah, what, what ended your marriage? Uh, I'm a musician. Another musician. Uh, that's it? No, I am a musician. Oh, you are one. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's all you got to say, really. <laughs> it's hard to keep it together. I could never marry a musician. Right. Yeah. Because you're unfaithful, because no, you've gone too long. Gone too much. Gone all the time. And well, so... But did she know that going in? Of course. But you don't realize the difficulty yeah, that right. it is to be married to something like that or someone like that. That's sad, so, isn't it? It is. Because but again, we're also better friends now than we were when we were married. So yeah. it's, I wouldn't let her live in my house, and she wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> but we're great friends, and uh, it's, all, it's all amicable. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Are you dating anybody then, Curtis? I live with someone. I say you. And great you, friend. Okay. Wonderful so person. So what's the difference between living with someone and marrying them? I don't know. Thomas. I, well, I don't know the answer to that. I was going to ask uh, what don't percentage of uh, musicians do you think are divorced? It's probably about 75. Oof. I know 50 is a national average, and we're way higher than that. So really? It might even be 80. Yeah. Are we wow. still at 50% for a national average? I think it's even higher. I th- really? I think it's even higher I thought it was that. going down. I think it's going up. Yeah. Is it? Depends on what you listen to, hmm. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that millennials... I believe everything I read on Facebook. Are you on Facebook at all? Yes, I am. You are? I thought you didn't even You've have a done phone. You've your research. He uses yeah. his landline. To I, you said you landline. Did. Call me on the landline. <laughs> you said you don't he have has a, a dial-up modem. <laughs> <laughs> With a round thing on it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, so we've got, these, uh, we've got these koozies that Allie bought with her for a conversation well, status. Well, my mother so said I always uh, should, if I go to a party, I need to bring a gift. It's very nice. This one says, even duct tape can't fix stupid, <laughs> but it can muffle the sound. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Where'd you get these at the dollar store? The Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. My favorite Very good. store. It's a great okay. store. So Fantastic. Curtis, this, what, what got you to come to New Orleans? You could have lived anywhere. Well, I moved back to the States. I sound so serious. Shit. Um, <laughs> okay. I moved back what? to the States and was teaching in D.C. Right. And when I went home after two years to New York City, home. You're from New York City. It's like NYU owns the East Village and all the artists have moved out. So I said, screw it. And I packed a truck. And I missed architecture living in Japan, and this place is beautiful. Had you been here before? No. You but I have a high school friend who on, moved there, and I trust his opinion. Okay. I, I, you were I, in high school pretty recently then. Yeah, two or three years yeah, ago. Yeah, so you're, you're high school. <laughs> you're still in touch with the dude from high school. Oh, yes, we have lunch every week. Okay, yeah, and he's great. here. Yes, and he said came for you, college and stayed. Okay, and he said if you want to get out of New York City, why don't you just pack up a truck? No, and I was on my way to Taos to open a gallery, and the, I realized the people were crazy, so I stayed here. 
Wow, okay. <laughs> They're not crazy here at all. So, mm. <laughs> so you came, Maybe not Tal's crazy. I can get very methodical about work. So you came here... <laughs> Otherwise, I act like a goofball. You came here sight unseen. Yes. To New Orleans. Correct. Jesus, that is awesome. How long have you been here? I forgot. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a good sign. <laughs> so that's, a a real new, that's a real New Orleanian. <laughs> ten, Holy crap. Over 10 years. Over 10 years. Yeah. And do people recognize you? Does anyone say, oh, you're the guy who wrote the book about... No, you also wrote a... How no. many books have you written? Four or five? Well, they're photo books. Right. Well, when I say written, what do you say for that? <laughs> Assembled. Ten, Published. maybe, but I ten. like only five. You've made ten books? Yeah. Of your photographs? Five were commercial for stars, so I don't count that as art. Okay. Yeah. What about the Madonna book? I don't know. There were so many fans that wanted that collection. So... And uh, we did a limited printing in France or Italy or something, but it, it, it went, you know, so... Uh, we put Madonna's name on something and it yeah. would sell, I would imagine. Yeah. So how did you come to she be the right. person that she chose of all the photographers um, in the she world? She had a she... friend, Mary Paul, who was a stylist, and she knew the guys making Island Magazine. They put it together and that was my style, what they wanted visually. So, uh, and it was all an East Village thing at the time. So uh, it just got put together. And I was still half the time doing children's illustration at the time. I wasn't full-fledged. You're an illustrator? Once upon a time. Hey, you want to draw something on the table? No. Sure? I got a, <laughs> I got a spare pen. Is it Positive. Curtis? Is it Curtis? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Curtis, when were you living in New York? Don't, sorry, don't sorry, look at him. <laughs> oh, invisible person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 70 to 84. So it's the punk scene with CBGBs and wow. Maxes every night. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I mean, that, no matter what you were era. doing, even hacking a cab, that's. Well, you're you looking know, you pretty young for a guy who was <laughs> hanging out in 1970 in New York. That's now have, like 108 years ago. I have ago. a good face person. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Who is it? Do you get Botox or anything? No. It's all natural. Yeah. That's got to say something for clean. Is it clean living or do you put oh, it down yeah. the heroin? I'm down to only a pack and a half a day. Well, you're smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Right. You're still smoking cigarettes. You fuck yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. So it's just genes. You just got lucky. Yeah. yeah. So where Thank you, you, Dad. You gave yeah. me hair. <laughs> yeah, you got all your hair. You look like yeah. a young guy. Doesn't he, Asher? I guess. Well, how, was, how old would you say he was if you didn't know? Oh, exactly. He, wow, he's clever. Yeah. Okay. All right. He is clever. That's why he's... No, but I think I stay active with what I do. I mean, I right. never want to retire. It's like Klein. You want the elephant at the fashion shooting to fall on you and kill you or something. <laughs> you know, you don't want to retire. And if I retired, I'd be doing what I'm right. doing now. But what was it like when everybody came, when their iPhone came out and everyone's a photographer suddenly? Well, I've quit one or two photo houses because they've been taking on everybody going to uh, concerts, and before right. the concert's over, it's online. But, yeah. you, know, you know, I'm on Getty Images, and they take care of the editorial sh crap out there, but I don't chase everybody on print temps or whatever it is that are using my pictures. I get an ulcer and die. Right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so what about screw the, it. So people are stealing your work off the Internet. Constantly. Well, they're not using it commercially, or I go after them, but it's you do, not right. that often. But what about the mm. fact that you had a real career, like you're taking photos? I mean, people didn't used to have cameras back in the day. No one had I've a camera. I've still got the Hasselblad in the drawer, you know. What is that? It's a fancy type of camera? Uh, 
two and a quarter square format, which the cell phones have all gone back to now mm -hmm. is a square uh, really? photograph. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. The formatting, yeah. But you are, I mean, you must have been making lots of money as a photographer, like not just you, but everybody who was I a was well an advertising whore. Yeah. <laughs> there was a huge amount of money in it. Japan, and Japan was great, you know. So what happens? I mean, lovely. there aren't many careers that come to a sudden end like that, like the photography career. Because, I mean, no one used to take photos. None of us here would have had a camera. Now we're all taking photos constantly. Yeah. It, I think it's how you choose your subject matter, whether it's flowers, children, portraits in the studio, and uh, you just have to focus on that. And actually, the part of the glib of LA I didn't like. I went over there for two years and then back to Tokyo. The, um, you've got to become a photo star for the stars to choose you. And I just can't deal with the bullshit. So, you know, I'm, I'm living here and well, I love it. <laughs> but you say that, though. But you say that. But look at all these famous people whose photos you've taken. How did you get to take so, Timothy Leary's photo and Dennis Hopper and Tina Turner? And mostly. You just called up Andy Warhol. It's like Domino's. You called up. Oh, Andy, I paid cash to. <laughs> he said, You'll pay me in cash? I said, Yeah. How much? I said, three twenty-five a day for th two or three hours. So he said, Can I do it for three days? You'll pay cash? I said, What's the matter? His studio was just across the street. And I, he said, it's all paper money up here. You'll pay cash? Great. So That's was, how you get it, to take Andy Warhol's It was easy, yeah. Wow, that's pretty You'd see each other, but yeah. you know, all right. I had a proposition for something cute. <laughs> okay, what about, uh, what about who else? Tina Turner, how Slash, about I don't know. Slash, that's a great photo. So that photo of Slash that we all know, you took. The one with all the hair and the top hat and you can't see his face. Yeah. That's your photo. I'm That's sure, every I'm picture sure. of Slash. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you my topless yeah. one of him. You know. Okay. He's married with kids now, I think. He, Duff is really nice. The other guy in Guns. Right. And Duff is incredibly So sweet. you were hanging out with these guys in Guns N' Roses? I don't know. Uh, Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols yeah. had a band for about two minutes called the Neurotic Outsiders. Where are you from, Tasmania? Mm, close, New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I could tell the accent, <laughs> you know? Sorry. It's, it's living in the Pacific. You, you couldn't know? have got much closer to New Zealand than yeah. Tasmania. There was nothing in between. Uh, yeah, So right? that was pretty it's good. It's across the yeah. I can see it right. from my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Sarah Palin of Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... What, how uh, do we get on... What's I'm shooting everybody in my dining room. Really? Yeah, or my hotel room. If I go to L.A. for commercial work, I'd... I'd have people coming over to the hotel room, and I take portraits. So they're calling you, or you're calling no, me? No, I'm cold calling. That's fucking cool. I never could you even. I always thought you must have. People must call you. Now the weird thing is that when is I came wild. home and I went to New York and I'm looking for a rep, they were amazed. I have no model releases from anybody. And now it used to be in '84. One and a half pieces of paper. Now it's something this thick. It's like a 40 page all document. All the model release crap. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's weird. So you're out of all that here? No, I'm all out. So I, I don't sell them commercial commercially, like for a jigsaw puzzle or something. I so what are you taking photos shit. of down here then? Um, Musicians? I do a lot of things for the Jazz Museum. So when we have uh, cocktail parties or celebrity things, I take the whole studio down there with the strobes and the bank box, and oh. uh, I shoot a whole shitload of portraits. Jazz Museum. Were you familiar there was a jazz museum here? It's the here, Mint. The U.S. The Mint. Mint. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yes. That is cool. That's David, oh, Co uh, David they're, Cunian's they're, they're rock. Yes, thing. he's yeah, a great right. guy. Yeah, and right. Greg. He's a great guy. 
They're they're rocking down there. Yeah. They're doing some nice things. They have a Professor Longhair exhibit. That's right. Down there. That's right. right. So did you listen to Professor Longhair when you started out? Not when I started out. Not till I was my mid twenties, probably. And then it hit me like a yeah. That must have been a mind blowing mind blowing moment. Mind-blowing. I like the guy who had his eye poked That's out. James Booker. James Booker. Yeah. Yeah. When I heard now him, I had the same experience. Great. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know about him embarrassingly enough until I moved here. Until I moved ago. here, right? And it was an even bigger freight train. And now I know <laughs> five different stories on how he lost <laughs> yes. that damn eye. All of them good. <laughs> yeah. It's not a what bad story. What's the best? I have no idea. How did he lose his eye? Uh, the, the probably the most famous story is he was working for Ringo Starr as a studio musician. Out in L.A. When he had two eyes at this point. He had two eyes. Okay. He was still okay. Um, still, you know. This is one of the Still a junkie. Yeah, he's, yeah, he okay. still had trouble with some substances. And uh, he went back like two or three times to get paid for the same session. <laughs> and by the third time, Ringo got hip to it and sent some yeah. of his goons out to, to mess him up a little bit. In and the in the messing lot. up, yeah. yeah, they knocked an eye out. And Ringo and, and, and part, part of that yeah, mythology he is. He kept that, borrowing money from him. Yeah. yeah. We're saying that he Jesus, hasn't gotten paid the yet. The hell with this. And, and then there'd be actual nights where he would play nothing but Beatles songs. And the, the theory behind that, or folklore, is that his eye was hurting that day more than usual. So he has a, a fucking. <laughs> he did really Ringo. well out there in California, <laughs> he did great. didn't he? Yeah. But that's just one of a multitude. I never stories. heard that. Have you seen the. There's a documentary about it. Oh, yeah. Lily yeah. Kybers. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. Have you seen that no, documentary? But it could have script. been a screwdriver in the Bronx <laughs> on a bad drug have, deal. Oh, that's another cell, story. Yeah. Yeah. He could have fallen down the steps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the, getting your eye po- poked out by Ringo Starr's heavy is yeah. a pretty good. It's a great story. That's a great story. I, I always love you know. breaking the Frank Sinatra out. statues in Las Vegas in their <laughs> office building. No. They beat the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Probably all true stories. Is you yeah. lose the eye is the question. Yeah. Hey, see, let's make you play something then. Okay. It's a, an actual song. Yeah. A song song? Yeah. What are you thinking? Do you just need some, a mic over some little thing. I'll some, do, I'll some Keith Jarrett, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you need a mic? You want to sing something? I'll play a little something. Okay. Easy, yeah. All right.
Ah. Too kind. It looks, it looks so easy. I'm like, here's someone call me. I'm not taking that. <laughs> no, take it. Take it, it looks so... <laughs> I don't know who that is. It looks so easy. <clears throat> it is. It's, how, all, it's all pre-recorded. <laughs> how did you start out? You started out as a classically trained I was, musician. Yeah. yeah, from the time I was nine till about 14. And when you discover weed and rock and roll, classical music becomes a, a shadow. Yes. But can you still play classical? Can you still uh, sit down and play? No, not really, no. no. Not like it I just all to. went out the window. <clears throat> yeah. Ellie, like did you said, play anything? No. Did you ever play an instrument? I took violin lessons. Yeah, but that is an instrument. Yeah, but only because I wanted the violin. Well, yeah. What do you mean you wanted the violin? I just wanted a violin. You just like the look so of it. So I was like, I want to take violin pretty cool. lessons. And my parents let me take violin. Look, I got a violin. Were you any good? It was like, I, no. I was <laughs> terrible. It was like I wanted toe shoes. So I took ballet. I told my mother, I was like, you should have just bought me the $35 pair of shoes. We could have cut out ballet altogether. You just like things. Yeah. You just things like that to go ha- with stuff. You just well, like it to, looks good on the wall. Yeah, you know? What is know. What is good about toe shoes? Well, toe shoes are those pink things that you strap on with yeah, silk. Yeah, with the ribbons. And, you you liked how that looked. Yeah, when I was in sixth grade, yeah, they were right. really pretty. And I really wanted them. And so I the only way you could suffered get them. through ballet. My daughter, yeah. And it was horrible. In the little tutu thing, you know. God, <laughs> I hated it. But, but you, you know, I got the but shoes. You got the and shoes. as soon as I got the shoes, I quit. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that true? Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, how far did you get with the violin then? Oh, I think. To the bus stop. Yeah. No. I, I, I mean, a couple of months. Are you starting to see a pattern here? What I would do is I would I had a tape recorder, and I would tape record myself practicing oh, geez, in my room. Great. And then I That's would suicidal. just. And then I would just play it back. Wow, now and they have book. cameras. Yeah. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. You're like a serious cheat. I was. You would tape record yourself playing violin yeah. and then play and then the I tape play it back. and sit in your room. Yeah, and do other stuff. That's masochistic. <laughs> play. Yeah, right. Yeah, and listen to myself playing. It was that. horrible. Well, that's it's very ambient, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but do you think the same thing has happened with your husband? Yeah. That you just wanted a husband because there no. was something you wanted? <laughs> no. 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 You really wanted to be in love? No. I really needed health insurance. <laughs> that was it? Mm-hmm. That Did, was it. Is that the best way to get it? Is to... It, it was Marriage at the time. Um, but no but I'm a little worried but about you because I'm not sure that you but I, but I loved him very much, and I, and I still care for him very much. But um, no, at the time, actually, I, I needed health insurance. Yeah. But I'm turning so off married. his water tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. What came first, love or health insurance Requ- oh, requirement? Love. You love fell in love first, and, and then you thought. Then health insurance. Then, well, then marriage, then health insurance. And, you know, what happens now that you're getting divorced? Are you going to be able to stay on as insurance? No, I have, have my own, own insurance now? now. I just didn't at the time. And, okay. I, and I get very, very nervous. And I was like, oh, if I go outside and I fall down and break my arm, we're going to lose everything we own, which is not very much. But, you know, it made me very nervous. You, just, you don't like to... But now take I take lots of Prozac, so I don't get that nervous. How much do you take? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any, Enough. Do you have any to share? Enough. Yeah, you have any, do you have <laughs> any on you? Yeah. No. Well, you know, you have to. it, it builds up over time. But, you know. It takes weeks for it to start working, yeah. apparently. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. What kind of drugs are you on, Curtis? It's a long pause. (laughs) (laughs) It's live. I I smoke once in a while. Just weed? Yes. Okay. I stopped drinking. Yeah. And what about other drugs? Because you must have come up at a pretty interesting drug time in New York. Yeah, New York York totally was. Yeah. But my ex said, we're going to Japan. You'll stop everything. Hmm. And they drink there for business on a high level. 
So, and I'm an ugly drunk. So oh, yeah. when I got off the plane here, I s slowed down over a year and I just, down here, it's like, God, I'm going to look like that as it walks by, you know? Because everyone on Decatur Street is usually smashed yeah, at one point or another. Yeah, good to make you quit. Yeah, yeah. It's all cosmetic. Not many people come to New Orleans to quit drinking, I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Nobody, in fact. That's I, I definitely good. cleaned up. We moved here from Denver. Denver is a party town. Oh, is it too? I'll it bet. Ridiculous. But you moved here before pot was legal. <laughs> yeah, I did. It doesn't matter. There does not matter. You don't know really? Snoop Duty or some guy out there? <laughs> Snoop Duty. <laughs> so, yeah, we, my uh, ex-wife and I moved here to clean ourselves up, and it was very effective. So there's two uh, out of we, four we didn't people stop drinking to That would be silly right. for us. But. but moving to Japan will do it. What's going They don't have... They don't do cocaine <laughs> and whatever the hell else you were doing in New York back in the days in Japan? No, it's pretty clean. It's pretty it's still like up. that, do you think? Yeah. Hmm, really? Yeah. I mean, there's a small underground, but uh, I was doing such nice jobs. I wasn't going right. to screw it up. Right. And I had kids. And so uh, I played the Boy Scout for a while on that. And where are your kids today? Alive, with all their fingers. <laughs> all right. <you> know. <laughs> are any of them here? Or not? Uh, I think Bronwyn and her husband and kids are in Portland for a little bit. You know, uh, the other one is still back home. And... Uh, in New York. Thank God they're bilingual for the job opportunities, you know, that kind of thing. What do they do? I'm not allowed to say. It's just oh, state it's secret? It's a good job. Okay. Yeah. Are yeah. they translators or something? No, no, no. They're in uh, commerce. Okay. Well, that's All good. Right. So they've gone to business. So they rebelled against your artistic lifestyle. Hey, they're smarter than I am. <laughs> yes. I, okay. I've done a nice job All right. my ex And Ellie, what do you do? You're a fundraiser. Uh, yeah. So you're like a professional, what's the Ask word for it? Money. I wouldn't want to say beggar is what I was going to say, but that's <laughs> not the right word. Philanthropist? Yeah, well, I mean, I, what I do a lot, I, I, I kind of manage volunteers really to ask for money for me. Right, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for educational institutions, mm -hmm. which yeah. we're not allowed to say in the name. Well, I, I mean, I've worked for a lot of nonprofits um, right. in, in town. So not how did you get a gig like that? What did you start out doing? I was in banking and um, got wrangled into doing something uh, like a United Way campaign and didn't, oh, sorry, right. <laughs> my microphone, and didn't want to, didn't want to do it anyway, but there was somebody there um, actually from the food bank who was giving a presentation about the food bank and the organization and talking about her job. And I said, well, that's really cool, you know. I'd love to do something like that. And she said, oh, we have a job opening. You should apply for it. And I went, okay. And I did. And I wound up working there. Um, At the food bank. Mm -hmm. So you yeah, went from an actual money bank to the second to harvest the food, food bank. bank. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. unusual It's um, And, and hunger is, is a... It's a cause very, still very dear to my heart. I worked there. I worked at um, Unity of Greater New Orleans with um, the homeless. What, what and do they do? That's homeless. Uh, they work with the homeless. Yeah. Unity. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with that one, you guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't want to talk to me about homeless and gutter pumps <laughs> in this town. You live in the quarter. Uh, I'm there every day. Yeah. Yeah. You don't live in the yeah. quarter, but you're there every day. That's interesting. Yes. That's weirder, yeah. even weirder. Yeah. Why is that? Because I'm like, weird. You like to get a hurricane so and walk. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Where do you live? What part Tell me about this oxymoron nonprofit. It seems like the people running them have a lot of money in their pockets. Some of them do. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it seems like a twisted <laughs> sentence to me for some reason. I, I, We're very profit. I, yeah, I, I, there are. I mean, there are plenty of nonprofits where people, yeah. their executives get paid a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can't. I, I always encourage people, if you are donating, to look the charity up. Don't just blindly oh, yeah. give money. Um, you can look it up on Charity Navigator or, you know, there's a million sites online. Navigate. Um, what is to, that? To find out. Same you with know, internet dating. Yeah. Check them out yeah. first. Yeah. I mean, you can pull up their 990s. You can find out all of I mean, you can see what their top executives get yeah. paid. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the ones I've worked for have all... have. I've been very happy there. Yeah. And it felt very comfortable with, with the way that the organization was run. So, yeah. so do you get a, like a commission? No. You just get a flat yes. salary? No. And, and health and, insurance? And, and, and health insurance, yes. What does your ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband do? He's an evolutionary biologist. Ooh, wow. I, he sounds look, like an interesting guy. Well, next to these two, I'm like, I might as well just like take off my headphones and leave because <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. I raised money at a school here. You know, I don't know. I no, live next door to Graham. You know, I, you live next door to Graham, my producer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a claim. And, and the new, right and the house I just bought with my husband. With in the, the husband back. in the back. Right. Um, so why does he stick around? Why doesn't he's an evolutionary biologist? Why doesn't he evolve to the next level? And <laughs> move on to another house. Why does I he want? He's a professional yeah. student. You know. Well, no, he, um, it actually, it's, it's, it's a really cool job, what he does. Yeah, he, he, you know, right. it's Yeah, yeah. Who do you, you, you work walk for through the neighborhood and, you know, he's like, that plant will kill you, that plant will kill you, you know. You see that? that yeah, he knows all kinds of Who does he work weird, for? useless stuff like that. Um, I, let me back up in case he sees this. It is not useless. It is, um, it is very, <laughs> but, but like lots of weird things, you know, that just fascinate me. Um, he actually works at UNO now. So he's a professor. Um, he is a professor. What else would you do if you were an evolutionary biologist? Um, so if he grasps research. the past of a plant or animal mm -hmm. and you have the history down, mm -hmm. that makes the pattern or template for where it might go in the future. Is he working on the future side of things? Well, yes. So say, because of course when we met and I went, well, what's the, what, what's the practical application of this? So it would be like... How to survive on Mars. Yeah, or like yeah. the flu or, you know... AIDS, you know, viruses that are mutating. And what he, part of what he right. does is phylogenetics. So you would look at all of these, these things that are similar and he traces them back to the original, you know, the, their common ancestor. Right, right. Yeah. The tree, yes. Yeah. So, uh -huh. you know, we would, our, our computer at home would constantly be sequencing DNA and I'm like, I need to get on the computer. He was like, for what? I'm like, I need. Uh, fractaling I, the I need, I need to get yeah. on eBay. <laughs> I'm sure there's some crap on you eBay I need to buy. You didn't have two computers in your... Well, you know, I like to use the big computer. Right. Yeah. Get out of my way. Yeah. Okay. So, he have, so he would have to pause the, you know, the sequencing so I could, you know, check my email and, you know, <laughs> buy some shoes or whatever I was... So right. will he get Wi-Fi out in the cabin? <laughs> he does. Well, first he didn't have Wi-Fi, but he, he bought a, a, uh -huh. the thing and, plug, and plugged it into my yeah. house, okay. and so now he gets So this it. all <laughs> sounds all fun and games, but what happens when you meet somebody else or he meets somebody else? Then yeah, I don't know. Have you thought this through I don't know about like, us living next to each other. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, you know. And I, I want to believe that, that we will be able to stay friends I think that we will but I'm not foolish enough to you know think that with other people get involved you know it could are you looking to be dating anybody not really see are you single 
Yeah. So there you yes. go. And he's a musician, so he's never around. So it's perfect. Perfect. Well, and you know, for the longest time, I said I wanted to marry a pilot. International. Because <laughs> right. they're gone. Right. See, it's just the and same then, pattern. And, I wish you know, I was and a psychiatrist. It's really great because they're yeah. gone. And then right. they come back and you're like, oh, yeah, you're home. And then yeah, they're there for maybe three days. And you're like, oh, they're going to go again. And they leave. I don't think you're marriage kind of material, point. really. Probably not. It doesn't sound like it. Do you no. think? No. <laughs> Am I what? Marriage material. Do you think? Not you. I'm saying Ali. A friend of mine. You, yeah. Well, uh, you're living with someone. Yes. Again. Yeah. So you're back in the same thing, really. I'm back in the back, house. Back uh, in the, <laughs> you're in the house. You're, you're in the house. Not yeah. back, you're I not love it. I love it. Yes. I know a, fr- a, a coworker of mine was like, I'll write your dating profile. And I went, no, I don't need any of that. <laughs> and she said, what would be your name? And as I was walking out of her office, I'm like, terrible wife. That's going to be my online dating profile name. Yeah. Have you looked on Match.com or any of those things yet? No. Not going to do it. No. What about you, Sia? I haven't, but I'm kind of curious. Just because I can now, so yeah. just to yeah. see. I don't know. You log on. And I see don't what think happens. I would like go for the date, but just to kind of like yeah. ruffle some feathers. But you're a musician. You're out in the road and you're playing yeah. music. And yeah, it's not what you think it is, isn't it? Yeah. No, I we, thought women would throw themselves at you. If they do, they're gone by the time we're done breaking our stuff down. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That's lost. That takes yeah. a long time. Yeah. Is that true? It's really true. And we usually drive after a gig to the next city or halfway there, so we're always moving. You so know. you're just basically hanging out with a bunch of guys. And they're old guys. You're the bunch youngest guy in that band by a mile. I haven't right tried the, right uh, farmers.com yet. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> For the farm animals, or <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's. Haven't you seen the TV ad? I have. Yeah. You know, no, it, yeah. With the no. beautiful cowgirl that walks by. Oh, that's awesome. What you know? They have one for everyone now. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's fantastic. Are you shooting commercials still? Okay. No. No. Nothing. No. Uh, just a bunch of shows in Europe over the last year or two uh, with some other new music photographers and not. Um, mainly here, I just shoot at the. Uh, at the jazz at, museum. At the Mint for the jazz That's museum. That's a full-time gig. You can make a No, living. no, no. It's very infrequent. But I, get, I don't have to call up people. All the famous folks come there. It's okay. very lovely. It's so nice. So how do you make a living mostly by selling images that you've shot already to publications? I, there's an agent out there. The or there's get, Getty, Getty images. images. Yeah. So somebody's selling your photographs. I make $12 every three months with them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds you? like Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. Can you make a living doing that? No one can no. on anything, you know. I was talking to a very famous African-American musician here who's top in the union. And he's like, yo, Curtis, I'm playing a song. They're shooting it with the cell phone. Before I finish the song, it's up on YouTube yeah. already. How do you make money? I said, <laughs> and we've had this conversation two or three times every time I see him. Well, we have this conversation on Happy Hour pretty frequently because... Uh. A lot of people bring this up, especially especially musicians. Yeah. There's there is no longer Someone's any way. Someone's home sampling what you just yeah. played <laughs> right now. <laughs> They're called DJs. Come over, yeah. And, yeah right. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any way to make a mus- uh, living as a musician or an artist at all anymore. Yeah. Unless unless you've, you've got to really hustle. Yeah. You've got to work your your ass off. Yeah. You know, we travel around the country and we play to as many people as we can, but it's, you know. Are you teaching as well? I I opened up a school of rock. Oh. And here's another way I'm trying right. to monetize what I do. School of and Rock. help the children, and it, it could be a whole, a win-win. Yeah. You actually opened a business called School of it's Rock. It's a franchise. Yeah, there's over 200 Is it related to Jack Black and the movie That movie is about the guy who started the So who started original. it? This guy named Paul Green up in Philadelphia. Okay. Back in the mid-'80s. 
And so the interesting story is they sent this movie crew out from whatever the studio is that did it, Miramax or whatever, to uh, follow this guy, Paul, around for a couple weeks. He was a real character, just like Jack Black is. And uh, the movie crew went away, and he figured he's made it. You know, it's going to be a movie about him. And doesn't okay, hear bye. anything for a year and a half. The next thing he sees is the ads on TV for the movie with Jack Black. He had never heard another word from the studio. He never got a penny. Not they a penny. A Not at that point. I love America. Wow. And he <laughs> figured, you know, he doesn't have the, he have the legal resources. Them? He didn't really, he couldn't then because he was just a little fish. But he figured it was free advertising for his concept. Right. Fast forward 10 years right. when the Sterling Corporation buys his idea and franchises it. Is that what they, of course, have the, the guns, the legal guns yeah. to be able to take them on. So. The Sterling Corporation. Yeah, it owns, it owns cool. Like they own a bunch of different companies um, in that you know mid five hundred level franchise okay. businesses. So where is your school of rock? It's right in the, over the, the border of Jefferson Parish uh, by Bonneville, right next to Puglia's. If you're familiar with oh, the yeah. hunting and fishing, we share mm, a parking with the lot. Shark. Yes, yes, with the shark. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Do I have to go over the right bridge? Which bridge? Any bridge. There's always bridges here. Okay. You can't avoid it. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have a problem this with bridges. Island. I got a, I got a Schwinn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you can put your you know, little camera in your pocket. I think that's a great on. idea. Yeah. For it's, years, I would do the shit for uh, Sesame Street magazine. Oh, yeah. And do, working with kids are great. I'll, it's fantastic. I'll do any kids' charities. Adults, screw yourselves. Yeah. But kids' stuff, it's important you know, on the education yes. level. And it's a great concept. Good on. But we, this is not a charity that you're charging these we, little kids. We are. I also, speaking of nonprofits, we started uh, a nonprofit called the Rock and Roll And you're rich Foundation. now. <laughs> called the what? Rock, Rock and Roll Dream Foundation. And that the idea is, is raising money for scholarship programs for kids, oh, cool. collecting instruments to be able to disseminate to the community, yeah. and then holding workshops and seminars for the public at large. Just You, know, as part you of can approach can. places like Fender and everything, and they'll we, sell you. We are like, a Fender dealership, official. You know, the little, little yeah. the mini strats oh, for yeah. like $1.98 if you get 20 <laughs> of them. Yeah. So you're a businessman now, see, with your Apparently, own. Apparently. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur. I don't know how that happened, yeah, overnight. So did you have to buy into the franchise? Yes. Yeah. So you have to put down some cash. You put down some and cash. You buy the it's a 10-year contract right. to have with them. And what do you get for that? Uh, a lifetime of debt. <laughs> <laughs> but do you get like a blueprint? Children? Yeah. Do you get a blueprint of how to advertise? Or they, yes. Yeah. But there's a lot of great resources through them. Uh, they're very supportive. They're actually a great company to be a franchisee for. Yeah. But they're also very flexible in what they allow us to offer. So we have, there's a couple specific things we have to adhere to. But like, what, what do you have to do? What's the deal? Um, so the, the way that they, the very concept itself of it's performance based. So we give a lesson a week, but part of it is also the three-hour rehearsal later that week. And that's, you're not buying lessons, you're buying a package deal okay. where your kid learns to play music through performing with each other. So it's just like the movie? It's just like the movie. We're doing three shows this fall. We're doing a Pink Floyd show, a Green Day show, and Women in Rock. So the mm -hmm. kids sign up for one of those shows, and then they come to our school for four hours a week, basically, over two sessions. And they learn to play with each other in a band. They learn music individually with a private instructor. And then in January... We're playing right down the street here at Gasa Gasa. Okay. All of our shows are performed at Gasa Gasa in front of a, a live oh, that audience. That is so, so great. Yeah. So are you the only teacher or you have a staff? I'm the owner. I have a staff of about 12 instructors. You have 12 people. Oh, yeah. well. So that's a real oh. business. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're not going to be going out on the road playing in a band, are you? I'm doing them all. Yes. Yeah. I don't ever sleep. Like you said, you got to hustle these days. I'm also a single days. dad of two yeah. children. So, yeah, I, I don't ever sleep. Do you have the kids? Not present. No, not here. <laughs> yeah, I do. When I'm home, I do. So yeah. the kids stay with you. They do. And, and then when I'm on the road, they stay with my ex-wife. Okay. Yeah. 
Jeez, you're a busy guy. It's ridiculous. Holy shit. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. So I have two jobs now that make that no money. That makes me very tired. Holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> two jobs wow, that make no money. When I was a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and how old are your kids? Uh, three and seven. Shit. Yeah. You're like Superman. God. I That's why I, I felt like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I say enjoy it while you know because all of a sudden yeah. they're like, "What? Can oh, I have that. the credit card? I'm going to the mall." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty amazing, though. That's a hell of a life you've carved out here for yourself. It is something. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go back to Colorado sometimes? All the time. Probably yeah. ten times a year. Can yeah. I give you twenty bucks? Yeah. Can you bring us back some weed? Yeah. It's all free out there at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> What's the deal with smoking weed out there in Colorado? That's what I haven't. It's been recreational, so. Yeah, but where are you allowed to smoke it? Are you allowed to smoke it in public, or you have to? Not really. No. But there's That's not the a whole lot of enforcement. There's not. Know? It's like alcohol. You really can't be smoking in your car. You can't go to work high, whatever. But there's not a whole lot of enforcement for that. Okay. They, they just don't care. That's coming here, you know. Now that there's like medical. Yes. Here It'll be a slow crawl here, I think. Yeah. I think but we make people make way too much money putting people in jail for minor weed offenses. I this is a big battle, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, they're going like, to be a big battle. Do you think that the lawyers are going to make more money than the state would make from it's, it's, taxes? It's not growing it or anything. You need to get the people that'll make money will have the selling franchises, like right. a yeah. smoke shop. Yeah. They'll make buku dollars. They yeah. made so much money the in Colorado, person. they had to give the taxpayers like $250 yeah. billion dollars back. I mean, yeah. they, they don't know what to do with all the revenue they're making. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be the that's conversation between that it. and yeah. the lawyers. I mean, maybe people, private right? prisons need to start open dispensaries. You know? It's a win-win. <laughs> now you're but, talking. They but, can cultivate it. Yeah, but won't the money, the taxation that you're talking about, won't that offset the money that the lawyers are going to lose? It's going to be a battle. There's going to be much more money I see from legal yeah. part than illegal yeah. part. You do? Okay, we got time for one more song, Sia. Oh, what do you think? Shoot. Come on. I don't know Sorry. two songs. Sorry to <laughs> me. All I know is two. All I know is one. What are you thinking of doing uh, this one? Do you have a record out or anything? We have five. There's five records from the New Orleans Suspects. Six, yeah. I got five records, ten books. Madonna. It's time for you. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta I do got something. Double live at Budokan album. I did have the Madonna book though. <laughs> you do have the book. I'll just leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a teenager. Oh. This is C.I. Groover from the New Orleans Suspects. It's actually a Dr. John thing. Uh, okay.
Wow. Nothing to it. Well, y'all haven't heard me play violin, so that's, <laughs> that's all true. I'm saying. Next time, bring that along. <laughs> I'll bring the tape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. put that on. I'll have a beer, play Do the tape. Do you know Dr. John and John Cleary and all the other guys who play like this? I've met them all, yeah. yeah. And do you swap... I, I can't. I can't speak when Dr. Jonathan Sam in the same room. I, I I don't get starstruck struck often, but he's one guy that when he walks in the room, I I clam up. Oh really? I'm so yeah. I'm a huge huge fan. See, yeah. I was gonna ask. Uh, out of your top five piano players, how many of them are New Orleans guys? Hmm. Good I mean, question, Thomas. Three or four, yeah. Yeah. Which ones? Well, Professor Longhair, obviously James Booker and, and Dr. John be the top three. Right. Cleary is a close. Cleary is. He isn't. Phenomenal, incredible. incredible. Yeah, he's done a really cool thing, taking that whole sort of Latin feel and putting it onto New Orleans piano. And he's a better guitar player than a piano player. Are you serious? He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's, you know, piano for him is just another tool to express himself. I've never seen that. Yeah. So I see you have a hurricane. I do. Piece of jewelry around your neck, and we're sitting here today on uh, Wednesday, the tenth of October, which is the same day that this gigantic hurricane has just slammed into, as we've been sitting here, right? Slammed into the Florida Panhandle. It's a pretty sad situation. It is down there. So our heart goes out to all those people. Absolutely. I can only imagine what's going to happen in the next 24 hours when we start hearing mm-hmm. what a bad situation that's going on there. Yeah. Michael, do you spend much time at the beach, you guys? Do I look like I spend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever, I usually you ever go. To I, yeah, I, I burst into flame at the beach, so I try. And you don't go at all. I do love it. I, I go at night. I, I, I love. Do you I go love alley? the ocean. No, I, I no. I'm, I never. I. I've had rickets twice. Okay, now hang on a second. Is that a joke yeah, or not? Yeah, that's what you think that English orphans <laughs> rickets, get. Rickets, isn't no. that from... It's from not getting enough sun. Is that true? Yeah. I thought it was from eating weevils. Apparently, every, know, what apparently is rickets? everybody know has a vitamin D deficiency now. No, they don't. I'm sure they yes, don't. Yes, no, everybody does. They don't. Everyone does. Everyone you has vitamin, vitamin D. What is rickets? Yeah, what is rickets? You just don't have enough vitamin D. I think it makes your bones pain? get all Doesn't weird. Does it make yeah. you like your shins like yes. bow out or some bullshit? Yes. Eat a banana. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? Well, they Let's were have like, a look at your legs. They were like, you have rickets. Have you ever <laughs> taken a bunch of vitamin D? And I went home and I told my husband and I said, I've got rickets. This is that recently. You haven't been married all that long. How long have you been married? 12 years, did you say? Um, nine years? Nine years. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Anyway, nine I, and years. I, so I said, I've got rickets. In the last nine years, you've had rickets twice. Is the word, so you're getting rickety? comes from that? <laughs> Probably. Uh, Probably. Yeah. Anyway, so you have to take vitamin D. And, and, I, and he goes, well, it's because you never go in the sun. And I said, I go in the sun all the time. And he said, walk into and from your cars. I go in the sun. <laughs> and I said, I go in the sun. It was like on Mardi Gras Saturday, Sunday. You're out there all day. Tuesday. Right. <laughs> Seven days of jazz fest. He was like, it's not enough. That's a lot of sun. That's a lot of sun. That is a lot of sun. Apparently, though, not enough to avoid rickets. So, (laughs) I usually have to take vitamin D. It's not that, but yeah. And what are the symptoms? How did you know you had something wrong with you? I don't know. They just took my blood and then told me I had rickets. But you didn't have any symptoms. You weren't. No, my my legs weren't all bowed out. Breaking or anything. No, no. But now I I get, actually, I am outside. What kind of health insurance are you on? You might want (laughs) to. You might want a different provider. Whoa. This doesn't yeah. sound like Why, is that your side job? I'm, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm an insurance salesman. I would get a second opinion. Uh, no, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm good on the rickets now. Um, okay. Yeah. But, so you uh, don't go to the beach all that much? No, but I do love the beach. I, I, I do. I love that. Do you ever but go? I'm See, outside I'm just, more I'm just often in now. a great uh, uh, medical program. It's called denial. <laughs> and I eat healthy as hell. 
Okay. Yeah. And you're still smoking cigarettes. Hell yeah. <laughs> and and you do you go do you go? You to have the beach no or? idea the things that I've cold turkey, but and and the cigarettes will happen soon. But right. what's your question? Right. You you just quit other stuff, cold turkey. That's yeah. a, that's quite a skill. Yeah. Okay. We got to get out of here, so we're going to have to do we'll do one it. more koozie. I started out with nothing, and I still have most of it. Okay, that's a pretty good one. I like that. I should have that one. You want that one, Sarah? Oh, I have another one. That's yours. One. Oh, what have you got? Whoever's in charge of making sure I don't do stupid stuff is fired. <laughs> that's the, good, too. It, yeah, it applies. Okay, this what's this one? one? Too. But you also have to say it, though, in that really good, you have to miss Can you do it? Voice. Don't flatter yourself, cowboy. I was looking at your truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one? Yes. Okay. Curtis, which one are you leaving with? I'm taking the black one because it fits my wardrobe. Yeah, do you wear black every day or just today? Pretty much. Pretty much every Unless day. Unless I'm in a Barney's Boys Town <laughs> suit with church's wingtips on. And Ooh, I did that. that on PBS here and I looked like an idiot. So <laughs> You, you did? Will they do a show about you? Yeah, once upon a time when I got here, you know. Uh, yeah. Steve Martin uh, had a thing on uh, WYES, you know, where he would do artists and things and uh, I had a gallery at the time down on Decatur Street and uh, it was a nice show he always had interesting artists on but I look I, I, he was in jeans and a jacket and uh, I'm in my suit and a bow tie like a Deacon John and I, I look like the person that should have been giving the interview it was very funny <laughs> can we see that is it online somewhere Maybe. I Probably don't know you, where. YouTube, I couldn't of find it. I was already... Xerox oh, looking for it. <laughs> it's gone. Okay, you're going to get the hell out of here. Ellie James, thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having Can me. Can we find out thank about you. you somewhere on the internet? No. If we, if we look for you, are you on Twitter or Instagram or something? I, I am on both, but I Snapchat. don't... I, I am on both. No, I don't even know what that is. Snapchat. <laughs> we need to Snapchat. I am, but I don't have anything on those. Um, so how would someone find you if they thought you were attractive sounding or looking on our Facebook thing? Farmers.com. Farmers.com. <laughs> yeah. Drive through the Bayou St. John neighborhood. Find the Christian, house that looks like Sanford and Christian Son. Christian Mingle. That's okay. my house. Yeah, Christian right. Mingle. Totally. J-Date. Yeah. No, Christian Mingle, of course. Christian Mingle. Okay. God, but we can't no. find you online anyway. Kind of, Not really. Not really. No. You're very elusive. All right. Um... There's well, a time I, for that. I understand yeah. it. Yeah, and see our group. Yeah. We can find you online anywhere, but then you yeah, all the suspects I mean, is everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. And School of Rock, too. And Google School of one. Rock. Yeah. Congratulations. That is exciting. That sounds School really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so if you've got kids and you're looking to get some sort of musical education and they yeah. get to actually play yeah. at Gasa Gasa. With the band. How cool is that? Yeah, and you awesome. get to go and have a few drinks while you watch and play. Of Curtis Snap, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm very glad you're living here. Hope we can all get back together soon. Yeah. Three of us at some Next point. Next week? Or it's four of us, actually. Next week, I happen to be available. <laughs> are you free? For this? Yeah, anything. Or are you busy? Oh, I'm so busy. You're jammed up? Okay. All right, you're I'm all joking. Uh, Jesus. So. Happy Hour has been brought Tasmanian. to us today by Strategic <laughs> Resumes. If you want to sharpen up your resume, your LinkedIn profile, or your another job search skills, Give them a call at Strategic Resumes or find them online if you'd like to get away. Start your search for a travel place at Travel Central in Mittery. And if you're looking for a fashion swimsuits or workout, yoga clothes with style, check out Basic Swim and Gym, where you can uh, get a full, rash, full range of fashion swimsuits and more. And they are 
next to the lingerie store, Basics Underneath on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. And thank you to, to yes. Hangover uh -huh. Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to hdestroyer.com, write happy hour on the coupon code and get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer. And you too can seize the dawn. And thank you to the Positive Vibrations Foundation, who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of the arts, music, culture, and heritage. If you'd like to be a part of our Patreon family, go to patreon.com and <laughs> search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour. And for as little as a dollar a month, you too can be a member of our Happy Hour family. False River is the new album that's out by Andrew Duhon. You can find that wherever you buy or steal music. Our show was produced today by Graham DePonte, our music producers, our Christian Unruh and Monique Pyle. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Asher Griffith is our Facebook live feed director who put this whole thing on Facebook. And if you listen to this as a podcast and you want to see it on Facebook, go to It's New Orleans Facebook page and you can see what we all look like. Our fact checker and social media connector is Andrew Searock. Our theme music was written by Mitch Foreman, but today it's being played by C.R. Groover. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com where you can also check out many other hours of Happy Hour that we've made previous to this one and some other shows you make around here too, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker and our award-winning podcast about death called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it we're called It's New Orleans. And you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Facebook page. These photos were taken by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com if you listen to this on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for subscribing to us. Take a moment, if you've got one, to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street. Happy Hour is a production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at I Know Broadcasting, thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. And thank you to C.R. Groover for playing this beautiful theme music. I just keep on talking forever over this. But unfortunately, we have to get out of here. See you next week. Hey, nice.